Hello and welcome to the Classic Gamers Guild podcast. This is our follow-up episode from a few weeks back when we did an episode called Convince Me to Play Kathy Rain, which is kind of a bit of a misnomer because I was kind of already going to play Kathy Rain anyways, but you know it seemed like it would be kind of uh, catchier to name it that. Uh, and so Paul convinced me to play Kathy Rain. Hello, mate. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Sure, that episode originally was supposed to be just me hammering home why you should play Kathy Rain. I think it was one of those episodes that just turned into it because I talked too long. Um, but I'm glad we've done that. Yes, it was good. Um, and so, guess what? I played Kathy Rain. <laughs> We're all very proud of you. Thank you. I would you. golf clap, but it would probably just peak the microphone and annoy the listeners. <laughs> By the way, I, before we go further, I got to say, I, I do like you doing the intro. I feel like we're in safer hands <laughs> when you start us off. I feel like even the audience like has a sigh of relief. Like there's going to be some organization and, and, you know, rails for the train to stay on. I don't know. I guess I'm bad at metaphors today. Yeah, the ring. Thank you. That'll get me out of any <laughs> any corner I've wrote myself into. There you go. Anyway, Kathy Rain needs the ring. Um, yeah, and you know, well, to be honest, we were talking at the time about how we can do like a little two part series of you know con- uh, doing an episode on convince me to play, and then the follow up episode of well, I just played, and you know, talk about them. Unfortunately, I think that people don't like the convince me to play episodes because um, immediately after I put it up, somebody messaged me and said, "Is so is this episode just going to be shilling Kathy Rain for half an hour? So I'm mm. like, okay, well, I guess no one really likes this idea. So we're probably not <laughs> going to do that anymore. But I, f- I feel the sudden need to tell you I wasn't paid for this. <laughs> really, really wasn't. Did it come across like that? I'm sorry. Yeah, because <laughs> all that. Indie adventure game studio bribery money that's out there. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, well, I, um, I just finished Kathy Rain. Uh, to, for those of you who don't know it, point and click adventure, very uh, old school style, uh, VGA era. I guess the art style is more Sierra. Came out in 2016. When did you first play this game, Paul? I first played it when it when it first came out. I, I was uh, I was like well into to AGS games. I mean, I still am, but I was kind of obsessed with the, the checking the website at the time. AGS um, for those listening is AdventureGameStudio.co.uk, also not paid by them, and um, it's it's home of of just probably like eighty percent of all the modern classic point and click adventure games. Um, everything from from Wager Eye. Uh, Francisco Gonzalez, etc., is coming from there. I was well into to AGS at the time. I was checking it every day. So when I heard this game was coming out, I was really intrigued because the the man behind Clifftop Games, um, Joel something. Uh, I don't want to butcher his last name. It, it's it's got shapes and dots above the letters, so it's it's intimidating. But um, I heard it was his his first game ever. Like from what I understand, he he skipped. You know the 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 first little game or little demo or, or you know didn't didn't do what, what most people do on AGS you know tinkering around and it's hard to believe if just looking at for any of you out there who haven't played it if you've just seen screenshots of it you know it's immediately hard to believe it would be somebody's first game so anyway I was well into playing it when it first came out and I also replayed it recently on the iPad so recently I may have just gotten it done in between the time of our last podcast on this and this one 
Oh, wow. Prove a bloody point. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, from what I understand, uh, his studio, Clifftop Games, is just him, right? Pretty yes, much, I, like, other than I, like a handful of people or, you know, just like a small team of people who helped him uh, here and there. But it's basically like the studio is just him, right? From what I understand, yeah. I, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think he brought on a few more people recently for Whispers of a Machine. But, uh, but from what I understand, he, he wrote the game. Um, and and contributed largely to its art. I'm not sure if it was entirely by him or or not. But but from what I understand, he really spearheaded this bloody thing. And um, and yeah, there's something to be said for that. It's, it's a it's a pro job. It's an awesome game. Beyond the aesthetic, I mean, the, the storytelling, mm-hmm. um, all that. This, this this man did his homework on '90s point and click classics. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess um, I mean. I guess you've already kind of given a lot of your opinion on the game uh, when we did the Convince Me to Play episode, but uh, that was like more than a couple days ago, so I totally don't remember it, So, (laughs) Uh, and I'm not sure if there's anything that you're kind of withholding back then that you didn't want to tell me at the time because of spoilers, and by the way, spoilers... Yeah, good, good call. Yeah, no, you're right. I think I think that conversation was more of like a sales pitch as opposed to to just a discussion about it. So, um, well, that being that being said, I think we've made it enough into the episode where you could start to spoil how you felt about the game. How I felt about the game. Um, I'm going to save that until I hear how you felt first, just because I can't start talking about that and also stop talking about that for a while. So let's give you your chance to have some airtime on this one. All right, so I I love the game. I I loved it both times that, that I played it. In other words, it held up well a few years later going back to it. Um, you know, I I I don't think it's it's like the greatest game of all time. I I just think it's it's just awesome. It's just a solid good game. Um, it, it's it's got that comfortable warm predictability about it. It's, it's a familiar not predictability in the story. Um, as a matter of fact, the story does have a cool little twist in the last act there, but. Um, but no, I just, it, it's, it's, you know, sometimes, uh, not doing a, a gimmick or, or, or trying to change the approach to the genre. Sometimes just, just doing a, a perfect tribute to the genre is, is kind of what the doctor ordered. And, and to me, that's this game. It, it's in other words, it's like the epitome of, of nostalgia for me because it, it, it just hits every nostalgia bell. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's based in the nineties, which I, I was kind of thinking, it, it's funny. I, I guess it's official that enough time has passed that we can now revisit the nineties. And that's kind of a weird thing that I guess there's like a, like a 20 year rule or something. Um, if you look at like Captain Marvel, for example, um, but it, it's, that's kind of, it's strange. It's strange in the sense that it just, it's depressing. It makes me feel old is what I mean by strange. Um, but it's, you know, it's officially okay to revisit the nineties. And so this game revisiting the nineties, it's like, it was more nineties than nineties. Cause it's, it's, it's a nineties style game based in the nineties. It's breaking like a fifth wall. Well, you know, what's funny is, um, on a rather unrelated topic, but you know, in regards to like the nineties and it actually being some time ago now, um, I, I think I heard, I haven't watched The Simpsons in a very long time, but I think I heard about an episode that's been out in the last little while. Uh, I don't know exactly when, because again, I don't really watch the show myself anymore. But um, they're actually starting to do flashbacks to when Homer and Marge were young, and it now takes place in the 90s. Oh, wow. Yeah, so they've actually completely retconned, because you know, before, in the 90s, whenever they would flashback to when they were young, they'd be in the 70s, because that would right. kind of make sense. Yeah, Homer um, had a 70s vibe for sure. Mm-hmm. So now 
when they flash back to when Homer and Marge were young, they go back to the nineties. So that's kind of that that's where we are right now. Yeah, that's crazy. That's another good example. And and I, like you and most of the population, haven't watched that show since two thousand and one, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> luckily some people do and they tell us the good little bits here twice a year. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, it sounds like I hate The Simpsons. I so don't. I, I don't even know them anymore, right? We went our separate ways. Mm-hmm. Um, um, the- now, as far as like how 90s it is, I didn't think it was like obnoxiously 90s. It seemed like just, it, pre- it seemed pretty toned down. It seemed pretty, um, it actually seemed mostly timeless uh, in other than like big 90s hair. And that was about it. Like, you know, they didn't like go over the top with like, oh, look at everybody's shoulder pads or look at everyone wearing neon. Or something like that. Right. Like they just, uh, I thought it was actually pretty um, uh, downplayed in a very good way because you know you don't want to just be, um, you know, all, all the stuff about the '80s revival. They all, they all gotta be oh, pink everything and look how flashy and shiny everything. Remember is this? The Remember that? Yeah. That was the thing. Yeah. Um, so it was cool just because there was little things like you know you have a very '90s style computer, you have like you know actual desk phones, um, yellow pages. Remember those. That's um, that's what's going to be my pick. It, that that really brought me. That was one of those when, when I hit that in the game for the first time. I, I had that. Oh shit! There were phone books. Like yeah. I had that moment of like this is becoming a fossil. There was a bit of a ninety. Like it makes sense that Kathy Rain would have a Pulp Fiction poster, because um, that's totally what she would do. Uh, it was <laughs> it was weird that there was a Titanic poster, um, because I have I've actually got a note for you on that. Uh, you're gonna say because it was uh, too soon. Um, a little too soon because I think that it took the game. When did the game take place? It took like ninety five or ninety five, wasn't it? Yes, yes, ninety five. And I know yes, that they said that the movie hadn't been out yet, but this is still like two years before the movie was going to come out. Like how how early were they starting the marketing for this? Here's what's cool about that. So if you if you click on the poster mm-hmm. she says um she's not sure if it's any good or not because it hasn't come out yet correct and and she got the poster because she was an extra on set right but so i i thought that was that was really that was really cool because adventure games have so many have so many hot spots you know there's so many things you can click on for a character description mm-hmm. and and it seemed like because that was one of the first ones i clicked on it's in the first scene first room um it made me want to click on the rest throughout the game. I'm like, all right, there's actually like a lot of thought in this. Cause, cause yeah, it starts out, the game starts out saying it's like September 25th, 95 or whatever, something like that. Mm. And then, yeah, so you click on the poster. I'm like, that came out in like 97 or 98. And sure enough, like she already had it covered, Kathy herself. She's like, you know, the game hasn't, co- it was, it was just kind of cool. The, the dev almost uh, baited us into that one. No, I know. But again, like you're saying, this is a nitpick and I could totally let this go, but I'm just saying that I don't think that they would have posters of it two years before its release. Right, right. Like, I don't I think they would saying. even be designed. I don't think they would even That's... have be like in print in any way, shape or form, even if it was just to like give it to people who worked on it. That's true. You got you got them there. You do because she, she said she got the poster for being an extra on set. But but you're right. Yeah. There's no way two years beforehand they'd have the the final movie poster done. Yeah. But yeah, you know, and again, I I did notice that they said like, oh, it wasn't out yet. But I was kind of like, that's two years though. That that's a little bit early for a poster to be there. But um, but otherwise, you know, it's um, okay. So my opinion on the game generally was that I love every individual thing about it. Uh, the voice acting is great. The graphics are spot on. 
Um, like you said, they don't try to reinvent the wheel in, in any way. They just play it like a straight-up point-and-click adventure, and I respect that for it. Um, story's pretty good, if a little bit... Um, uh, it starts a little too slow for me, um, but it does pick up at the end. Uh, puzzles were good, all that sort of thing. Um, but it really was just kind of... Uh, for me, it was kind of, I was appreciating the sum of the parts more so than the whole. And I'm not saying this to discourage anyone from playing it, you know, go ahead and play it. Cause it's a great game. I'm not even saying it's not a great game. It's a great game. Uh, and is done really well. And every part of it is awesome. The story's awesome. The, the, the again, voice acting is awesome. Puzzles are awesome. Graphics are awesome. Everything is like perfect. And just for some reason, just, they just never really, the whole experience was just not quite there was no like oomph to it it was just sort of like here's all these amazing ingredients five each individually five stars but there was no like uh there was no over and above just um the sum of its parts for me yeah no i understand that because yeah i, I kind of started the episode off by saying it's not the greatest game of all time but it's great and i think what i meant by that is is what you're alluding to where it's just really solid. It, it's mm-hmm. definitely not. It's definitely it's not extraordinary. I'm not you trying know, to it, criticize it, it, it at all. I'm not in any way saying it's not good in any way. I'm not trying to say it's like I'm not trying to say oh it was boring or I'm not trying to say oh it was uninteresting or anything like that. Right. It was good. It's a sort of like, it didn't really. Um, it didn't come together to be more than uh, its individual pieces. Right. No, I, I I totally understand that. It's and, and I agree to to a very large degree because it, it's, it's I'd almost say it's it's kind of like it's the perfect candidate for like the eight out of ten rating. It, yes. You know, where it, it's, yeah. It's not it's not a game changer. It's not extraordinary, but it's fucking good. It's real solid. It. it but yeah, again, by no means is it. And that's I think why it tickles my nostalgia even that much more because. The, a lot of the games from back in the day, we hold them in a higher regard now than perhaps what some of them deserve. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So when you go back and play a lot of the older games, I recently went back on, on well, I won't name them, but I went back on a couple, and they, they were kind of that same 8 out of 10, where like, they're just good games. They're mm-hmm. not... They're, there is a ceiling, and this is my favorite gaming genre ever, obviously, is adventure games, but there is a ceiling on adventure games I, I, for what they can really achieve and get out of you. Um, because we all know what's going to happen. It's it's a story based thing. So it's you know what I mean. It's, it's yeah. There's a ceiling on. Is my point. And there's one and, thing uh, that I was really impressed about graphically, and it was the there's one scene. I don't know if they do it in very many scenes, but at least in the when you visit the cemetery, when you when you enter and leave the cemetery, uh, you walk out into the distance to your bike and drive away. And when you do that, obviously the scale of your character gets smaller as she goes off into the distance and one thing that i really noticed in this uh and this is really cool is that as she walked away they didn't just shrink the sprite they redrew it for every step that she got further away because you could tell because the pixels were always the same size um and she the further she went away she became just like a reduction of like 10 pixels that or 10 blocks or whatever you want to call it because uh, they're not true pixels at this point but you know it, she became like this reduction of uh, blocks to depict like the distant her um in in contrast to there's another game which i don't really want to call out by name just because i don't want to make it sound like i'm picking on it because i'm not it's a game that i actually really love where i saw they 
the character would walk away from the screen, but all they would do was just shrink the sprite. So uh, when the character was closer to the camera, you would see them a little bit blockier. But as they walked away, they would get more defined because it's just the sprite shrinking. So like the the blocks right. are a lot contrast, more uh, yeah. high, are in higher definition. Right, so right. They actually That's like so many adventure games, so many mm-hmm. of them. Yeah, like you said, when the, as they get smaller, the, the contrast stays the same to the background, so they yeah. become like kind of high def. It, it makes it stand. It does the opposite of what they want. It just stands out even more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't notice that. Honestly, it makes me want to to go back at least look at the YouTube video real quick, just just to appreciate it. Uh, like like you pointed out, that is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, God, what a labor of love for for one person. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'll, 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 let me get a few critiques out of the way before I go into my, my positives, which I'll keep limited because I I did give a lot of them probably last time, maybe. Um, <laughs> what... <laughs> I think we remember it as well as anyone else has actually listened yeah. to it. So. <laughs> Should have listened to it before this and stole the best bits from it. Um, <laughs> Even we don't listen to our shows. <laughs> um, so, so some of the critiques I, I have were you alluded to this one. The, the pacing of the game is is it's not the worst. It's it's not something you'd really notice. I don't think unless you were trying to critique it, as I am um, to discuss it. Well, I wasn't trying to critique it. I just noticed that it was a slow burn, but just a little bit too slow. I mean, like, uh, it depends what you're really up for. Um, for me, it was uh, it was a bit of a slow burn and sort of thing where it's, um, I kept playing it in the first half thinking like, okay, so when does it get good? Like, uh, they just kind of played it a little too subtle for too long at first. Right. And it's just one of those things where I could very well see people just kind of... Um, giving up after a certain while and it's sort of like well you have to play it to the end because that's when it gets good and you know obviously the counter argument to that is well you're supposed to keep me till the end yeah yeah well and i i kind of i i once once we, we talked a few times about your you know where you were at with the game or whatever and and the, the fact that it wasn't finished in in two weeks let's just say i i knew right then and there it was definitely not going to be a, a perfect score you know because I, I think mm-hmm. any any game that's going to be on that more perfect side of things. There's no way you, you, that, that you'd be able to walk away from it, you know? So yeah. it, like you said, it, it does lack that, that like if it was a book, I wouldn't have finished it because reading is a pain in the dick, but, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't even know what that means um, to, to, in context. Uh, it, yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't necessarily hook you. I think I didn't notice it as much just because I waited for the game to come out so much that when it did, I kind of ate it up as real keen on it. But, mm-hmm. but that's kind of what I mean in my critiquing f- for the pacing is that it's, it's, it's not even necessarily just one thing. It, it's just that, Okay, the the beginning is a little too slow and the ending is a little too rushed. Yes. Yeah, I the, fully agree it, with that assessment. Or, or maybe not even rushed, but like it's a bit frantic at the end. <laughs> well, there was just um again, you're right. Maybe it's not rushed, but it is just there's a lot that happens in a very little time. Yeah. Ultimately. Yeah, exactly. It, and and that leads me to my my second critique, which is pretty much my only other one, unless I thought about it. And then there's no no point in just trying to find negative things. So my only other one really is is the I, I was really connected with Kathy Rain in in the sense that that I was like let's say Gabriel Knight or or more relatably let's say Laura Bow. And to, the, when they introduced the, the, uh, that sort of magic at the end, mm-hmm. uh, so I'll I'll speak loosely without s- super spoiling it, but but you know the 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 red flower that became like a, a hallucinogenic, not so much that aspect, but a, a, just a magical 
element to the story and and i did have a little disconnect at that like with that it, it didn't ruin the ending it didn't even ruin my my obvious good feeling about the game but but i thought it just could have done without that that it, it wasn't really needed to go that more supernatural kind of route at yeah. the end I, I would i don't know I, I, it wasn't again they don't even harp on it that much to where it could bother me that much i, I just for some reason it, it did lose a little connection with me with that part it did with me too just because it's like they spent so long on the slow burn that and they jumped they escalated so quickly at the end where it just sort of felt like well is this is this the same game like what, what's going on here yeah, yeah, yeah. That that too. Exactly. It's it's yeah. The pacing is is definitely weird because the, the 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 beginning was too slow. So the middle part I think is immediately too fast. And then it, yeah, it just it just gets more and more frantic. But but um, but again, it's the, it is really cool. Uh, and again, like I said, uh, maybe maybe a lot of the pacing is just because uh, maybe it was because me and I just wasn't good enough to get through the first two thirds fast enough. Uh, and that's why I felt longer, but, um, I, I don't know. It, it did seem to like the ending just kind of happened and it, it didn't, you know, there's a few people who are involved in the ending, like at least you and, um, uh, whatever your roommate's name is, uh, who I, I actually thought was kind of like the best character in the game. Um, uh, damn, I forget her name, but, uh, you know, at, at least the ending involves the two of you, uh, going into this weird dimension or something or hole in the ground that leads to something weird. And you know, by, by the end of it, you come out and it's sort of like, it's like back to life is normal. Like it doesn't really, you would imagine if you'd gone through this, like your entire world is kind of destroyed. Like it's sort of like yeah. what's even going on anymore, but it's kind of like, Oh, well we dealt with that. It, whatever. It was just a hole in the ground. We burnt it. It's fine. Yeah. They, they got a real take it on the chin personality <laughs> yeah. with all this. Very, <laughs> <laughs> as it Pretty goes cavalier. yeah, yeah it, it, you would think the first thing kathy would do is immediately like repent to the lord or whatever because she, she makes it clear she's an atheist and then the game in its universe makes it clear that that there's a god and <laughs> that, was, that was one of the things that struck me as odd like uh, kathy should have probably changed tunes pretty quickly yeah yeah it wasn't really that ambiguous was it it was kind of like oh yeah here's this place it's very real it's incredibly real yeah you're here right now <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And that place, the ending part, it was the art was so cool. Like I, I almost wish we could have oh, spent yeah. a little, a little more time in it. The, the uh, like the the visual approach to to it, it, for those who haven't played it, it's kind of not like the upside down, I guess, in Stranger. It's it's just like a like a flipped uh, reality, like a, mm -hmm. a backwards, upside down, darker version of us. You know, it gives you a vibe. Everything's backwards, sort of thing. It's not. I don't know why I keep saying that either. But regardless. Um, I feel like they they knew that they wanted to take it that direction, which which was cool. I'm glad they did, but it's almost like how they got there was a little weird. Like making that red guy kind of like a gestury sort of cre like mm -hmm. vibe. I don't know. He was a swing and a miss for me. The red guy. I think I think he's the magical part I was talking about that I didn't like because he's just right. like he's just a, a bit of a, a bit of a swing and miss. Well, it's the first time I saw him, and it was kind of out of nowhere. He just like appeared. I I thought it was like I was like. Is this a vampire game? Right, because yeah, <laughs> he looked like a vampire. He was yes, the nineties when vamp like uh, I know vampires got huge again later, but in the nineties, vampires were pretty big. So it's like that would have been interesting if they're like just going full nineties with like a whole vampire cult. Uh, that, that, you're right. That makes me wish they did. Yeah, Blade and uh, the Tom Cruise one, whatever. Yeah. 
Um, it, it is kind of cool because like now that I think about it, I, I obviously knew the entire time that it took place in the 90s. But now that you, when you kind of mentioned that every part of the game is a complete throwback to the 90s, it kind of it, it is actually kind of that little bit cooler that like um, um, <laughs> this game that takes place in the 90s just on a almost as a meta joke that it has to be a point and a VGA point and click adventure game. <laughs> yes, exactly. In yeah, order that's... to tell the story about this stuff that happened in the nineties. I thought I, that did kind of, I did just get a bit of a chuckle earlier when you kind of uh, made me realize that. Yeah, that was, that was well played to them. It's like, we'll, we'll never get pixelated art with, with cell phones. It's always going to be <laughs> so. And, and there's a part that one of my favorite parts of the game is when you mess around with the computer and the IP guy. And even then it's floppy disks and, and CGA monitors and like, yeah, just, just never see pixelated versions of, uh, of today, the future yeah. sure, but not present. <laughs> um, um, what, one thing I did happen to notice, um, is I, I really, after about the first day. I really couldn't stop thinking about how much Kathy Rain stinks. <laughs> because <laughs> the entire first day, she just spends a lot of time um, outdoors in like a torrential downpour, basically, in a leather jacket, smoking like a chimney. Um, now, as somebody who grew up in Vancouver, who used to smoke quite a bit at a time when I owned a leather jacket... You're not going to smell very good, number one. Um, and especially if you have, like, big puffy hair, that's probably going to take a lot of smell. Okay, fine. You know, she's a smoker. It rains. It happens. She goes to bed and just, like, falls asleep in her clothes and wakes up in her clothes, doesn't take a shower, and just goes on for, like, five days. Yeah, that's true. She must say, And being, you know... Any anybody that has smoked or does smoke, when you see smokers, it, it makes you itch a little. And and for somebody who's trying not to, she, uh, good God, mm. yeah, she makes it hard. She's she's like watching a Pulp, a Tarantino yeah. film. How many times she she smokes and takes one puff? I was like, damn it, stop doing that. Yeah, and and you know, little pixels make it look good. And you know, totally cool. I'm totally cool with this, but she's not exactly a scantily clad female protagonist. She's like fully layered up and wearing like this biker jacket and stuff like that. So you know, you've got, um. In like boots and jeans and stuff like that, like every inch of her body that's not her face and her hands is covered up, and that's cool. I like that as a character design. But um, you know, she's gone five days without ever getting out of that, and so you've already got like five days of bo plus chain smoking in the rain. She's and... probably got like athlete's foot too on top of it all. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. It, it, all it takes is like half a day of wearing boots, and your 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 feet are swamp feet, basically, and just like. <laughs> she's like George's dad who just like will never take off his shoes just because the foot odor is so bad he just like has no option but to never take his shoes off again <laughs> keep it locked away <laughs> yeah no, that's all yeah wet denim too waking up with 10 pound jeans on <laughs> <laughs> yeah again yeah good point very super absorbent material that just takes <laughs> it on and um yeah so i just i kept thinking like man at each day she's just getting worse and worse like her smell i wish they started to show it in her face yeah. <laughs> just, just the just... reaction of people around her just like okay yeah. we kind of we kind of need you to take a shower here oh it's classic. fine i just stand out in the rain it cleans me enough the classic uh, 80s 90s pixel adventure game rendition of a smelly person was always those three or four black pixels that representing yeah. flies going around them, <laughs> <laughs> them. wavy lines 
But yeah, so I mean, I it's it's kind of funny to contrast because uh, I I played this game and right as soon as I finished it, like I said, um, every individual aspect of it is ten out of ten, and then you put it all together and it's about an eight out of ten game. Uh, so it's kind of weird how that happens like that. Right after I finished it, um, I guess I had took like an hour break and I just fired up a, a different game called Neo Feud, and um, it's. By contrast, Neo Feud is such an unpolished game, whereas Kathy Rain is as polished to a sparkling shine. Um, Neo Feud is so unpolished; it's like the the interface is a little bit clunky. The voice acting is nowhere near on the level of Kathy Rain. Uh, you know, the the art's a little bit weird. It's kind of cool in certain ways, but it's also kind of like a little bit um, just kind of weird in others. Like it's kind of like some things aren't very drawn well, but some things are. So it's kind of got a bit of a clash there. It is a really cool scrapbooky style, but but you're right. Sometimes there is a little bit of that uncanny valley sort of vibe. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's just kind of an inconsistency because there's some parts you can you can look at a screenshot and be like that looks really cool, and then there's some parts where you're like oh that looks really cheap. Um, but the weird thing is the reason why, the only reason I bring it up is that um, still while playing Neo Feud, it's just it has my interest the entire time just because it's such a strange world and like the um, you know the clunky interface, the inconsistent weird graphics and all that kind of really uh, feeds into the whole cyberpunk atmosphere and I, it probably wasn't that intentional but it works well that it kind of just like you get this total dystopian feel just off of like every part about it that's so imperfect whereas Kathy Rain is just everything so perfect and so clean and just so polished and so nice um but it i i guess the individual parts raise the bar so high that the whole can't really jump over that bar yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. There's like a there's like a stitching problem. Everything's like you said, it's all it's all perfect on its own, but it's not woven together quite right. And I, mm -hmm. I think that's that's uh, that, that ties into like what we talked about with pacing. There's just something about the way the whole puzzle was put together where they lost a piece or two. But but uh, but you know, obviously mm -hmm. not not enough to to make it not great. And yeah, new few. Yeah. Uh, I've only played a few minutes of that. Um, after I purchase it, but I'm going to be finishing it really soon. Actually, we should yeah. probably talk talk about it. In the we'll, future, we'll talk about it in another episode for sure. Um, I, I only just brought it up uh, as sort of like a contrast because like uh, I, I haven't finished yet. So I'm not going to give a final opinion, but so far, like I, I don't get the feeling that it's going to end up being a superior game over Kathy rain. But at the same time, it's like, it's definitely a game that comes together as where the whole is greater than its parts and for it just kind of gets a little bit more mileage out of it because it's sort of um um it kind of has me a lot more it kind of right right mm -hmm. I, I, to, to steal your wording I, that you had said to me it, it, there is something very charming about that game charming absolutely there, yeah there's there's something about the it's very evident how handcrafted it was and and uh, what's really cool is that, that while Neo Feud obviously stands on its own and Kathy Rain has the credentials behind it, it, it's cool that in two vastly different styles and approaches, you know, you can still tell a cool story. Um, which is for sure, for sure, my favorite part about the the adventure genre in general. As a matter of fact, I wanted to, to mention, as far as storytelling in adventure games, probably the biggest positive that, that I could kind of lay out for Kathy Rain after after I gave my few critiques. I obviously love the game, and here's the main reason why I think. 
the core of a good adventure game is obviously it's the story that it wants to tell and what defines a great adventure is how they how they accomplish that through through the characters mm -hmm. you know they put it on the characters to live it out and act as like a vessel or whatever to convey the story to to us the player and you know talking about Kathy Rain as being like a a good study on a solid adventure game from from the time mm -hmm. well i guess it's from now so whatever but it, but it, it's a good study on on how to do an adventure game basically i feel like we we done an episode in the past where, where we ended up focusing on oh, it was with uh enclosure we're like this is how not to make an adventure game <laughs> and and again i i personally I, I really love that game it's still a good game but we were able to pick it apart and realize that they made every mistake that the adventure games can make and I'm not saying Kathy Rain was mistake free, but I would say in contrast to that 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 episode or enclosure, this would be a good study for anyone that wants to make a, an adventure game, a classic styled one. This would be a great game to study. Yes, absolutely. It's, it's it's based on just telling a good story with a character that you can quickly care about and be curious, you know, to to find things out with. Um, etc. Like we've seen in Laura Bow and, and Gabriel Knight, which I think this game probably obviously tries to be a little, not tries to be like, but took huge inspiration from um, just being the, the two bigger, biggest detective stories I can think of in, in mm -hmm. point and click. I'm sure I'm missing a huge one, but but anyway, yeah, just it, it does a good job telling a cool story. So many adventure games have like, you know, every room has like 20 hotspots and you can get a, a you know, quippy little line on everything in the bloody room and nine out of ten adventure games i don't click on nearly anything like it, I'm, I'm so over that aspect right away right um, but this game even does that right you know like with that whole titanic poster thing uh having you know showing like a little self-awareness of being cheeky so yeah it, it's just it's just a, a good like solid solid game i don't think it's too like safe or anything like that like i don't think it was even concerned about being safe i think it was you know just concerned about you know just being being a solid game what I will transition quickly into, I, don't, I won't stay on Whispers of a Machine very long at all, but I will say that they went on to make Whispers of a Machine, which I played, and it, it's absolutely awesome game. I, I'd probably rate the, these two the same, but I, I like Kathy Rain more for just unexplainable nostalgia reasons, I guess. But Whispers of a Machine, he, the developer at Clifftop decided to go a slightly different route and, and added like some new some new, not gimmicks, because uh, they're not cheap, added some new mechanics to, to the adventure game. Mm -hmm. And it was awesome. Uh, okay. I, th I thought they worked. I'd like to see more of them. Um, so that being said, you know, that's a game to definitely check out. If you like Kathy Ray and check out his, his next game, Whispers Machine, it's quite different. I wasn't as into the character as I was Kathy, but I think I was more into the story as a whole. Mm -hmm. Well, but, it's um, funny you say that, just because I wasn't really that into Kathy as a character. She, yeah, that's interesting. Okay. She just seemed like very, um, she just seemed very blank slate, like very much the character avatar, like the, sorry, the, she seemed very much the player avatar. Like she was just kind of there to just sort of do what you wanted to do. Like she had a bit of personality, but I just didn't really, um, I don't think uh, a lot of people really had a whole heck of a lot of personality in the game, to be perfectly honest. Uh, I think everyone just sort of, other than the roommate, like I said, that's why I, I kind of like the roommate the most. She's like the most defined, rounded character that I came across in the game. And everyone else has sort of like served their narrative purpose. You're not wrong about that. No, that's, mm -hmm. it's very, it was very direct line thinking. You know, it's very, you know, let's, let's get this done sort of attitude from all the people you come across in the game. Like, mm -hmm. you know, 
What purpose do you serve? Good, I need that from you. Yeah. Next. Um, <laughs> but as a study, yeah, you're right. Because like I said, and I keep driving this point home because I just can't emphasize it enough. And you know, especially if I do come across as critical, I want people to quote me on this part. Every aspect of the game is perfect. Um, you know, pretty well, pretty close to perfect, right? In terms of like, you know, graphics, um, puzzles. They're, they're all great. They're awesome. It just, like I said, they just don't really come together. I, I think the one thing that, I mean, sometimes you can learn from mistakes as much as you can learn from when things go right. So again, uh, if there's one thing that I do think I kind of tended to notice a lot here. And I know that it's kind of something that happens in all games, but just for some reason, I noticed it so much more this time. So maybe there's something to learn out of this is that I was so aware of how much back and forth you go between locations and talk to people about everything in order to progress the story. And it's always like, oh, you found out some new um, thing to ask about, so you got to go back uh, to ask everyone about that new thing just to see what they'll say and just to see you know, um, what unlocks the next event. And it just became so aware to me. I spe- I think especially because there's always that cut scene of you riding on the motorcycle to get from location to location. So it always, you know, struck me like it, within a day, um, I-, I was so aware of how much you just drive uh, from your grandma's. You talk to her about everything. You go to the jail, talk to them about everything. Go to this uh, the church. And talk to them about everything. Go back to the cemetery and take a look around to see if there's anything new over there. Go back to your grandmother to talk to her some more. Go back to, you know, it was just so much like going everywhere, talking about everything. So like you could have compartmentalized each section a little bit better than just to like keep driving back and forth to all these people and talking about them. That one new thing that you learned just before saying goodbye and going on to the next bit. Right. Yeah, that was that was something I noticed. Uh, I remember telling myself once during my, my last replay, I was like, hmm, this. I wonder if. Oh, I wonder if all adventure games have this many back to forth. Like, if these were just rooms in a house, would it be that obvious? And and then I just, you know, I moved, I let it go. But then when you brought it up, I was like, all right, there is something there. There's, a, mm-hmm. you know, it made, really made me think. Like, is it if there if it was just going different rooms in a house, would it feel as it kind of annoying as it does in this? Because, like you said, it's just so often you got to see that that bloody you know, quick little motorcycle animation and, and whatever. It, it does get old. It makes me wonder if they should have like. Um, made the the places you go as like an inventory item, kind of like uh, Day of the Tentacle did when you tried to switch characters. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like just make it a quick. You just you just click on where you need to be, and you're there. I, I've, in other words, I think that little animation drew a lot of attention to it, because you know if, if you see any animation 170 times <laughs> in an experience, <laughs> you're gonna get sick of it. And and I think it just was like, all right, let's just. But you're right. It, a lot of it too was like you know your grandmother had had the phone, but nobody else did. So it's like. Talk mm-hmm. to grandma, go to the cops, go to the cemetery, learn that you need to call someone. So go back to grandma's to use her phone and then <laughs> yeah. and then go to the lake, but then go back to grandma again. So it, it, and, I'm and still again, not like sure. Like I said, I, I get that it happens. It, that's a sort of like one of those things that you just kind of accept in a game. Like I remember Leisure Suit Larry 1, you just taxi cab everywhere. Dagger Vom and Raw, you did the same thing. You just, you know, you kind of taxi cab everywhere. It's sort of like, yeah, that's a lot of taxis in one morning. Um but for some reason, just I don't know what it was, but for some reason, I was just so hung up on it when I played this game. And I just there's got to be something to learn there about like why this time um, I was so aware and conscious of it. Whereas in previous games, they kind of got away with it a little bit more seamlessly. I, I don't have an answer for that. I'm really genuinely curious. 
No, I am too. One one thing that that you made me think was that they, if they copy and pasted the, that style from these '90s games, in other words, that that mechanic I think was forgivable in the '90s for these mm-hmm. type of games. That was that was all we knew. You know, we had to put up with a lot more than than just you know cutscenes to a new location. Uh, in other words, what I'm saying is I, that it makes this game feel like an older game because it, I think it even has those mechanics. That we've learned to not use anymore. <laughs> you know, if that makes sense, it's, it's actually more authentic by kind of turning the wrong way. <laughs> All right, I'll give it that. I'll, I'll let you have that one. I'm not saying that was their thinking, but it might just work out that way in the end. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll buy that. <laughs> that took some uh. sculpting. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, in closing, like I said, uh, definitely worth the price because no, no matter what, it's um, um, even at max price, it's not selling for very much. So it's definitely worth every penny that you could possibly spend on it. Um, play it. Uh, I know a lot of people who love it, so I'm sh- pretty sure odds are you're going to love it too um, if you haven't played it before. So uh, I, I don't mean any of this criticism to... Uh, to, to try to discourage anyone from playing it or to say any part of it is necessarily bad. Uh, you know, just we're going to talk about it. We're, we're going to be fair. We're going to point out things that we happen to notice good or bad because we're not just going to, um, you know, we're going to give our honest opinions and that's my honest opinion. It's, it's really good. It's just kind of, like I said, every individual part of it is 10 out of 10 and you put it together and it's an eight out of 10 game. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, we, we got to talk about the critiques because if we don't, it'll just be us saying what's great about it. Like that episode we done where I did that to you and nobody liked it. So you guys <laughs> wouldn't like it anyway. We got to complain a little, you know, substance. It's a bloody conversation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I will say real quickly, I noticed this game and Whispers of the Machine are bundled, I believe, for discount on Steam. If not, if not or GOG, the sales on Steam that I know of. So I would highly recommend grabbing the bundle if you're going to grab this game because it's it's uh, if you like one, you will like the other, and and they're quite different, even though they're they're aesthetically similar uh, and such. So alternatively, uh, you could just buy both of them for full price and support the developers who's starving, and I'm sure because developers starve, from what I'm told. I I was told they had like a very balling lifestyle that's a word that <laughs> should not be said with a british accent it just loses all it's cool right then and there yes sir we're out here we're, we're balling my good man <laughs> <laughs> something about using the g at the end it really ruins the vibe of that word uh, I, I never use that word because i think it doesn't come across well when spoken by a 40 year old man Right, yeah, and th- those are those words are past our cutoff age. It's yeah. just not okay. Uh, like when we were joking about uh, how I was saying we're not being paid for, for this advertisement, I was going to use the word shill, but I'm not like an 18-year-old <laughs> on Instagram, so I can't use it. Well, you know, the funny thing is I think we can say shill because I think shill is already old people talk. I think we've already like uh, outlived when shill was a current word. Why do these hipsters have to be so ironic? It's very confusing. <laughs> So, um, yeah, that's the, uh, any, any, any final opinions from you? Uh, thank you for urging me to play this game because, uh, it was uh, just like you and Doki Doki Literature Club. There was definitely parts where I probably can foresee I might not have played all the way through, if not for you telling me that, no, it's going to get good, like really good. Like it's going to escalate. So 
you're the real hero here for, for trusting me when I said that, because <laughs> last time I said it's going to get good in closure, you disagreed. <laughs> you're like, my good man, it did not get good. It got uh, better. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Um, yeah. But yeah. but you gave me a second chance and, and Catherine hopefully, you know, <laughs> redeemed me a little. <laughs> uh we're yeah, for now we're we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter. Um if you read our episode descriptions, you'll find all the information there. Uh support us on Patreon if you like the show. Even a dollar is a dollar more than we're getting right now. So um yeah, uh that's all I really we'll have be, to say. We'll be your bloody coin star, mate. Chuck us yes. a bike. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to notice me getting more desperate about that poor episode. I'll just be over here being all like... Oh, that's a cool... That should be our new ending. No. No, it shouldn't. All right, all right don't do a murder. Mm -hmm.